I had been praying to be baptised in the Spirit. Right. <laughs> and nothing happened. And I was actually pretty discouraged. <laughs> and I thought, tonight I'm going to pray again that the Holy Spirit will come and fill me. Mm. No one around, no one to lay hands on me, no one to pray with. And I thought, never mind. I'm going to pray. And so I began to pray a few words that in tongues that I prayed before, and nothing had ever happened. And then I prayed a few words more, and I said, oh, I'm not quitting tonight. Yeah, come on. So I kept on. Then a few more words came, yeah. and a few more words. And then the new language started to come really on. flow. It yeah. just got complete release. And the Holy Spirit just came and filled my whole being. Yeah. And I started to laugh, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. Yeah. I didn't really have much to laugh at, but this wasn't, <laughs> this was not natural laughter. It was yeah. Holy Ghost laughter. Come on. And then I got up to walk across the room and I staggered. Wow. I, I couldn't walk straight. I thought, oh my goodness, I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it was so amazing. I couldn't believe it because, I mean, such a short time before, I've been in the depths of grief, mm. and now I was in the height of joy. Yeah. You know, it was awesome. Really, it was awesome. And uh, the worst part of it, I had to wait till the next day to tell somebody. You wow. know, <laughs> that's so powerful. I'm just going to jump in there and just say, you know, the <clears throat> Holy Spirit is, is something we we don't fully understand. Um, we we relate to Him spirit to spirit. But one thing that I love about your story is that is that God met you right where you were, yeah. and um, yeah, he, he spoke into your life and it just filled you with joy that that, that can't be understood. And then maybe there are people here today, and, and you're you're feeling maybe depressed. Maybe you feel like you're coming up against something that you just don't know how you're going to get past. Or um, just like Pat shared, there's just a deep grief. There's an exceptional grief that you just know that in your own strength, you don't know how you're going to handle it. Mm. Um, I want to say that that what I'm hearing from from Pat is that actually the solution is to is to be filled with the Spirit, mm. and that He doesn't necessarily take away the grief, but it's what's the word advocate? Yeah, He's an advocate. He's a counselor. He gets alongside us. Yeah, yeah that's powerful. So, um, yeah. Later. Yeah. Do you want to share what happened yeah, yeah. years after so, that? So, <coughs> I thought, well, that had happened once. It won't happen again. Mm. <laughs> but sadly, it did. Um, <laughs> Mark was playing out in the front with some older girls. One of them was staying with me, and he ran across the road mm. and was hit by a car. Mm. We lived in the long, straight street, Chickets Avenue in Horswell. And um, he died in the ambulance, just as his father had, on the way to hospital. And, I mean, this was total devastation. You know. um, this was everything, you know, that I'd lost everything dear to me now. And I really didn't have the faith to believe that that verse from Isaiah would, would do anything for me this time. But five days later... <coughs> Five days later, it was the first day nobody had come. 
And Jesus came to me in a very personal way and spoke to me and spoke my name. Didn't speak audibly, but in my heart. And he said, Pat, you know, when I died on the cross, I bore the sorrow. I died for your grief. You know, you don't have to keep on bearing it. And, um, and somehow, yeah, somehow, it didn't happen overnight, but it did. Um, and the grief, yeah, it was still there at times. But it, there wasn't despair, you know. For one thing, I knew that Mark was in heaven, mm. as was Les. And I thought, oh, what a reunion, they'll be there. Yeah. And I knew I'd see them again. So the loss was only temporary. Mm. So that was a great, great comfort. And um, so the sorrow, um, somehow... The sorrow couldn't displace the joy that I'd received when I was baptised in the Spirit. And, and looking back, <coughs> I think if I hadn't been baptised in the Spirit at that time and received that supernatural power in my life, things would have been very different, you know. Um, but I didn't know what lay ahead, but God did. And uh, he prepared me. But there was one, i just share this too, one difficult, very difficult time, and from memory, I don't think it lasted very long, but mentally, I felt I was walking on a tightrope, and I could sort of topple off any minute. You know, I don't know what would have happened, perhaps a breakdown or something, but I was kept by God. Uh, the Holy Spirit kept me over that time. And he kept me intact mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, in every way. And he was so faithful, so very faithful. But um, what was something? Yes, that sorrow. I don't know why things happened like they did. But one thing I do know that the Holy Spirit healed me. It was a miraculous healing, really, as real as any physical healing. And uh, I can remember a song that we used to sing in the credits when they And heaven does that through the Holy Spirit, and he did it through me. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, I just want, in this moment, I mean, we'll ask you a question about your experience immediately after in a moment but I just feel like some, sometimes people carry sorrow with them that they themselves don't understand yes. I think that's part of the reason why when, when, when we look at mental health and depression sometimes people don't know why they feel so low um, but again just want to re-emphasize that, that thought that heaven um, earth has no sorrow whether we understand it or not is not the question. Earth yeah. does not have a sorrow that heaven itself cannot heal and that Holy Spirit cannot empower us to get past. Yeah. And one of the most beautiful things about this picture I just want to draw everyone's attention to is the fact that, Pat, I'm not going to let make you say your age, but I've probably forgotten it. 85? Did I get that right? 85. 
So there's been 60 years, 50 to, 55 to 60 years worth of wholeness and healing that the Lord has taken you on. And it, for me, that's the most powerful thing. Yeah. That after all this insanity, grief and loss has been a beautiful life. And I can just see even now, I, I love it when Pat comes because she's so full, filled with peace, but that's just the work of God. You know, that's not a compliment, that's just the work of God. <laughs> it is a compliment, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but t- tell us, Pat, you, you mentioned um, when we were talking that the Lord looked after your finances yes. um, after you lost Mark. Yeah. Yes, well, um, I was having a widow's benefit, of course, and the government cut that immediately. And, uh, <coughs> I mean, although the Lord had done, you know, precious work, but mm. I wasn't in a fit state to rush back to work, I have to say. Mm. You know, I needed time to adjust. You know, it was a huge adjustment. Yeah. Being a wife and a mother one minute and, mm. and a single woman sort of almost the next, it seemed. Mm. So, um, but no, they, they were pretty heartless, actually, when I went to interview them. <laughs> but I walked out of that building... And the Holy Spirit just dropped into my heart. The just shall live by faith. And every Sunday at church, the treasurer would hand me this envelope with money in it, um, change and notes. I don't know quite how it came to be, but it was always round about the amount the widow's benefit would have been. Nevertheless, just more. And all that time, until I I, uh, went back to work, that money was given to me. Wow, that's powerful. So God not only looks after our emotional and and mental health, but it meets practical needs. I love that about what you just shared. Yeah, Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, just as we um, kind of draw this to a close, um, you've called that moment when the Lord met you um, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And maybe there are people here who who haven't experienced that or need to discover it or rediscover it. Um, tell us a bit more about what uh, yeah, what that is for you and um, what role does it have, the baptism of the Spirit, have in our lives? Well, I think even before I was actually baptised in the Spirit, even opening my heart to the things of the Spirit and praying about it, I began to get a far greater love for the Word, a hunger for the Word. I love people more. And I think most of all, I love Jesus more, and I think that was the wonderful thing the Holy Spirit did. He, he, he just made Jesus, he revealed Jesus to me, mm. you know, and he led me into, a, into a, a, an intimate relationship with him, mm. and I think perhaps that was the most precious yeah. thing of all, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the idea that the Holy Spirit doesn't work on his own, but draws us into a closer relationship with, with Jesus. Oh, he gave me boldness too. I mean, that's yeah. one of the, the outcomes of being filled with the Spirit. Yeah. You know, to, when Jesus is more real to you, it's not hard to talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is the final question that I've got, and um, you've been so gracious and open, it's been powerful for me. Um, if there was just one or two things that you'd like to kind of communicate to everybody here about what, being in a relationship with Holy Spirit has given you over the last however many years. And what, what would that be? Just one or, yeah. Well, of course, it's been predominant. Well, 
a big part has been the comfort, mm. you know, and that was needed again later when I had a miscarriage and I lost Fred. And then um, <coughs> he gave me a word that gave me faith when I had two lots of breast cancer in London. So, but apart from that, I mean, that's the rare events, but it's mm. the ordinary everyday things that we encounter, you know, where he's given direction and guidance, you know, at times I haven't known what to do, even unimportant things, you know, he'll, he'll give me a prompting in, mm. inside of me, you know, I just, I'm still learning mm. how to recognise the language of the Holy Spirit, mm. but it's getting better all the time, <laughs> but right. you never get to the end of it, there's always yeah. more, you know, but he's been there constantly mm. as my um, friend, uh, my counsellor, uh, comforter, everything I've needed. He's just been there through the big things, but not just the big things, the little things of life, yeah. the ordinary things. Wonderful. Yeah. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Well, um, I've, we're going to take a moment, and I'm, in a moment I'm just going to invite the band to come, and we're going to put some of what you've shared, Pat, into practice. And we're going to pray for some people Amen. to receive power of the Holy Spirit. And, um, all right, Pat, I'll just, uh, I'll take you in, you can head back into your seat, and I'm just going to, <laughs> so good, that hymn is called Come You Disconsolate, that word disconsolate means unable to be consoled, unable to be comforted. It says there, uh, come you disconsolate where you languish. Come to the mercy seat, fervently kneel. Here, bring your wounded hearts, tell, here tell your anguish. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. So as we draw this service, uh, this, this message to a close, Pat shared about a powerful moment in the middle of her pain where she was baptized and filled for the first time powerfully in the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about being filled with the Spirit as if it's an ongoing thing. We're filled once, but we need to be constantly be refilled. And so it would not be right if, if we didn't take a moment in our service to say, okay, we're going to devote some time Believing that God has got some filling to do. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, we would love to be pray for you, to be baptized, and that God would move in the same way in your life. Or maybe you just feel that, that it's been a while and, and life has gotten you distracted. And it's been a while and you're just feeling spiritually dry. We'd love to pray for you too because it's an ongoing filling. In Luke chapter 11 verse 13, it says... Uh, if you, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You know, when I accepted Jesus into my life, it was very clear that the Holy Spirit was all over that process. He led me. He spoke to me. I heard him. Um, I knew that I had to devote and surrender all of my life to Christ. But there was a moment. And in life, there's a moment after conversion where we uh, 
put aside all of our inhibitions and we put aside our, our feelings of wanting to be um, respectable. And we say, Holy Spirit, I just need you. I need you in my whole life. I've got salvation and I can hear, uh, feel a relationship with Jesus, but I need Holy Spirit to cover absolutely everything in my world. And we're going to pray for that today. That is a moment we step out and give permission to Holy Spirit to baptize us, to fill us afresh in the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus in, in Acts chapter 1 is talking to his disciples, and it's clear that they love him. They're worshiping him. He's called them. They're filled with joy. But still he says this, And while staying there with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but for wait to the, for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but not many. Uh, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days now. Pat shared about having a joy that could never be displaced. The sorrow was there, and the grief was there, but the grief was fading by the day, and the joy of the Holy Spirit was was there present. And so we're gonna we're gonna sing a song. We're gonna worship together. And if that's you, you say, you know what, I need, I need the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're new to the Lord and you can say, I, I, can't, I can't put a finger on when I, was, when I was baptized in the Spirit. I want to invite you to come forward anyway. Whether it's a filling or a refilling, it's almost besides the point. If you know that you need Holy Spirit living and active in your life, we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to stand with you and just believe that power is going to move. You will be filled with power from on high. Awesome. Thank you, team. Thank you for listening to this Elam Church Christchurch podcast. For more information about our church, you can visit www.elamchristchurch.org or connect at one of our services every Sunday at 10 a.m.